Welcome to another episode of Better in Bed, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. I'm Sarah and I'm a certified sex coach and I help people like you overcome shame, explore your sexuality and communicate more meaningfully about sex. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you love the tips and insights and stories that we dish out about sex then do drop by my website, sarahsense.com and join my email community so that you can get a lot more of this regularly in your inbox. A lot of you also ask me how you can support the podcast. And I'm really proud to announce that Better in Bed is now on Patreon. So if you sign up, you'll be able to access exclusive bonus content for our podcast episodes, including this one. There's fun polls, behind the scenes clips, and also the option to ask me a sex question if you would like to. Today, we are talking about the G-spot, which is an area of the body that has been hyped up as this universal key to the female orgasm. And once you find it, it's meant to be like mind-blowing. So originally, the term G-spot was named after a Dr. Grafenberg who studied the female sexual anatomy. And then it came into the mainstream in the 80s due to the work of Dr. Beverly Whipple. But till today, it still remains quite controversial as there are doctors and scientists that argue there is still no proof that this spot exists anatomically. So we're going to get to the bottom of this today and share with you the most recent thinking that has emerged on the G-spot and our own personal experiences too. I put up an Instagram poll on my account, Hello Sarah Sense, before this episode, just to see what you guys all thought about the G-spot. So in a sample size of 95 people who responded, 95% of you thought it existed, 72% of you had found it either on yourself or a partner, and 44% enjoyed having it stimulated with toys, which we'll talk about later. And overall, I mean, I was kind of surprised because I think these are pretty high stats. So I feel like maybe I have a pretty G-positive group of people following me on Instagram. And y'all out there, I am proud of you, okay? But I think I've done enough workshops and I've done enough live events in my lifetime to know that this is probably not fully accurate <laughs> reflection <laughs> of the average person's knowledge of the G-spot. So lots to talk about today. Whee! And I can't wait to dive in to this topic with my guests. So let me introduce who I have in the studio today. Kat is one of my best friends. Hi. Uh, she's super sex positive and she sometimes co-hosts this podcast with me and she's a regular voice. Yay. Happy so to welcome be back. back. Thank you. And Vera Lui is a sex educator and founder of Sally Coco. Hello. 
first female-friendly intimate lifestyle store in Hong Kong. She's also a digital creator, and she runs the popular Sally's Toy YouTube channel in Cantonese. We've also had her on the podcast Hello. back in season one. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it, was, it was fun. It was. So it's yeah. like a return. Yeah. Um, so glad to be back. Homecoming. Yes, <laughs> we're glad to have you back. Welcome back. I've got to go by your store tomorrow. Actually, oh, yes, <laughs> yes, please, yes, yes, please. Yes. We always recommend your store. <laughs> Thank actually. you. We're Thank big you. fans. So I guess Vera, maybe we'll start with you since it's been a while since I've had you on the show. The last time actually was 2018. Yeah, and- oh my god! Was it that long ago? The world was so different back then. The world has <laughs> changed since then. So give us a quick update. What have you been up to? And you know, are you working on anything that you're really passionate about at the well, moment? Well, recently, I would say I'm in like a midlife crisis to figuring out what I want to do next with my life. Right. That is that. Right. But um, in 2021, I graduated from Hong Kong U with a master's degree in Buddhist counseling. Oh, yeah. so, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Wow, congrats. <laughs> so I... I don't know. I'm I'm exploring on what to do next. I'm still working, you know, with the Sally mm. Coco brand and I still love reviewing sex toys, mm. talking about all the sex tips and do sex education. I still want to do that, but I feel like I've been doing this for 12 years. I kind of want to see what is further, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So do you think you'll be moving more into counseling then? Um to be honest, I don't think I'm a, I'm very good at counseling. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. can, but right. it's not something that I like to do every single day. Mm. I, I love being a digital creator. Yeah. I believe in the medium of video. So yes. I love doing okay. YouTube and yeah. things like that. And I like doing even live events like workshops or even hundreds of people listening to my talk. Like those are the things I really, really enjoy doing. Yeah, maybe spend more time on those. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I think it's okay to take the time. Yeah. For Absolutely. sure. Yeah. For sure. I saw that your YouTube channel got 100,000, probably yeah, more yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's still around the same. Yeah. Uh, subscribers. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Awesome. It took a long time. Though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. But still, I think that's amazing. And, thank you. you know, I think for somebody who is producing Cantonese mm. sex positive content, there's not that many people out there. So yeah. I'm really glad you're doing what you're thank doing. Thank you. That's why I want to, I want to do it in Cantonese because mm-hmm. in our culture, culture sex is something that is taboo it's not spoken of and i really want to be the cantonese girl who talks about this if i can talk about it you can talk about it as well i'm really stubborn on doing it cantonese yeah, yeah. And that number is really encouraging that's actually thank really you. really thank you. positive i to try hear. i try thank you yeah. so much yeah, yeah. you do it in such a down-to-earth way as yeah, well it's yeah. very approachable thank you oh i'm so happy <laughs> complimentary section for me isn't it <laughs> always we're always happy to see you. yeah that's oh, why you. you come back you know <laughs> so one of the things that i've been seeing globally is all of the stats that say sex toy sales have boomed over oh, the pandemic yes. right so since 2018 till now there's been a whole pandemic that's come and hopefully is on its way out what do you think was the experience for you in terms of hong kong because you're 
running Sally Coco. Was that the yeah. same for you? I definitely see like a peak of sale in 2020 mm-hmm. when the pandemics, you know, kind of first hit Hong Kong and everyone is kind of staying home. And, you know, when you stay home, you kind of have to face your relationship. And then some people want to spice it up. That's why they would try something new. But I definitely see not like a lot of people were trying that, but then now it's everyone calm down. Oh, <laughs> calm down yeah. a lot. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So in 2020, definitely yes. see a oh. peak of how the sale chart goes. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, hopefully they've taken what they've learned yeah. over 2020 and they're still keeping up with it. <laughs> that would be nice. Hey, I need a reminder su- for updates. Su- surprisingly, for us, it's not toys that is selling over the roof. It's actually massage oil. So people oh. are like, you know, for people who are like, oh, new beginners, they don't really want to try a toy. Mm-hmm. Then they want to try something around the toys, you know, like yeah. not like, like in, mood yeah. enhancers. Yeah, yeah, mood enhancer, like mm. massage candle, okay. oil, mm. that kind mm. of things. That's quite interesting for me. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Why is everyone buying massage oil? <laughs> I mean, it's also a bit a big stress reliever, right? Yeah. And like, I think over the pandemic, people were freaking stressed mm. and bonding. Yeah, it's not just for sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Every aspect funny. in life. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk more about our topic today, which is the G-spot. Oh Woo-hoo! my goodness. Well, I really want to start off by debunking some myths. So let's just start with what is the G-spot and does it even exist? To me, I think it exists because yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yes. A lot of people say that it's a spot and I think the term is a little bit misleading because it's not actually a spot because when you say a spot, people think that is an anatomy in your body that mm-hmm. exists and then you stimulate it, press a button and you have an orgasm. Yeah, it's like a light switch or an elevator button. Yeah, well mm-hmm. to me, when I describe the G-spot, I always say it's an area. It's an area that if you stimulate it, some people find it stimulating, but some people might not and it's okay. It's not the holy grail because everyone is so different. And nowadays, correct me if I'm wrong, the latest debate is still around (laughs) whether there is an area inside your body that can do that. The latest conclusion is that the G-spot is the clitoral and the clitoris and urethra and vagina complex. Yeah, so that area where everything kind of intersects is where the G area. And if you stimulate that, you're probably stimulating the leg, the inside part of the clitoris, the urethra and the G-spot area, I mean, the vagina area. So that is, it's an intersection. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like the giant merge way of the orgasm highway. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's a a good way to to describe it. Yes, yes, yes. The way that we think about the clitoris in recent times has changed as well, right? Definitely. And that's part of it because before, when we actually thought of the clitoris, we think of it as just this little nub that you see on the outside and that's accessible outside the body, right? And I think that only in the past recent decades have we started to figure out that it's a whole network of nerves. And I have one of these like little 3D clitorises that I bought It's so cute. It's so cute. Um, We all have one. It's like a wishbone shape, right? And if you're taking a look at it, there are legs and there are bulbs Mm -hmm. to the clitoris. And actually the part that you actually see 
on the outside of the body is only like a tiny. It's like literally ten percent. The little glen. It yeah. looks like a wishbone with very pendulous boobs. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I could wear a bra. I could wear a bra. And those legs and the bulbs are actually what contribute to this whole. Vaginal G spot kind of orgasm mm. because they kind of like wrap around the inside of the vagina. Wow, it's just amazing to see it in person, isn't it? Like you would not imagine how it looks like inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But everyone should know about this. It's also interesting that you say it's it's not an actual spot, right? It's this larger area. So you know how we call it the G zone or the G region. However. On me, it's an actual spot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, yet the whole point with the G spot is that your mileage can vary widely, ah. right? Like I've definitely had women where, like me, I think, who can actually feel an actual part of the vaginal wall, like that's protruding, and that for me, it's quite distinctive. But there's also definitely women who are like, no, like I, yeah. I don't feel anything. It's all, you know, there's nothing. It just you, all I'm, feels the same. Do you? Feel I'm, like, yeah. I'm pretty what? sure mine acts like a tectonic plague. Depending on my cycle, it kind of moves around, oh. or it's not always in the same position, or not yeah. always as mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. identifiable. Yeah. Sometimes it's even like hidden, or it turns into a spot that's uncomfortable. If I go back to that same location, so yeah, yeah for sure. Everyone is different. Like for me, I didn't know that it's an area that can give me pleasure until I started practicing stimulating it. For me, it's a learning curve. It's not like switch, like bam, <laughs> orgasm. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. more like gradually I get to know it better, and then I know how to stimulate it. Then I finally find it pleasurable. Even just the three of us here, <laughs> it's like different wide different spectrum yeah. of the G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that, of course, because women's sexual health is just really terribly underfunded to start with, we don't really understand enough about female sexual anatomy. I'm hoping that we talk about this in another decade. That there will be more insight into what this spot actually is. But I think that whether or not scientific proof says or scientific evidence says it's also a lot based on your personal experience mm. you know and talking about it and figuring out what works for you some people love the g-spot and some people don't really get much out of it it's not really the holy grail yeah because everyone's different and whatever works for you mm. it works for you you know yeah. <laughs> if yeah. it doesn't then it's just not for you yeah but why do you think actually People call it the Holy Grail. Why do you think there's all this hype? And I think people like having this idea that there's something that's unattainable or like a secret know, like level, a secret level. <laughs> that you can yeah. unlock, like a Nintendo yeah, game, exactly, like the end <laughs> yeah. of like that last pipe zone of Mario mm. Brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think porn culture also contribute a lot to this. You know how like in porn they're like doing this, and then they're stimulating the vagina a certain way, and maybe there's even squirting happens. Mm. Then people are like, "Oh, what? Like how? Like, yeah. I want to do that." Yes. Yeah. yeah, kind of fantasize it a little bit, and yeah, or fetishize yeah. it. Yeah, fetishize yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Just to build on that, in particular, men or penis owners are quite into the G spot because 
they love the idea of penetrative sex, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think for men, it is the easiest way for them to have an orgasm. Mm. So they enjoy this idea that, oh, there's also a spot in the woman oh. that will allow mm. them to enjoy penetrative sex just as much as... As I do. As, as I do, yes. As or just as much as we enjoy clitoral stimulation. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, of course, like with the squirting and everything, it's a lot of it is validation for the performance maybe of the man to say, oh, I've... I bet I can hit your G-spot. Just let me try one more time. Let <laughs> yeah, me get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know. That's just my personal experience. I think that's a fair point. On the other hand, I also feel like because the G-spot is so praised, like everyone is like, oh my God, you have to do that. And a lot of men who come to us, they also experienced this kind of performance anxiety. Like if I cannot do it, does Mm. it mean I'm not good? Mm -hmm. So in that sense, I think they also fallen as a victim (laughs) on this too. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, that might also be kind of what leads to the whole like well if you didn't have an orgasm then you probably don't have the g-spot it's got nothing to do with me me not you know Mm -hmm. asking you what you like or i mean heaven forbid asking you to tell me what you like and tell me what to do and take a cue But not just porno. So, yeah. I mean, I think women's magazines as well. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, they're like the worst culprits. Like, cosmopolitan oh, magazine. Did you see, did you see they yeah. issue an apology? Yes. No. Yeah, I saw that. No, I missed that. I, <laughs> oh, you have as to part see of my research for this mm. episode, I saw that they issued an apology and they actually said they're not going to issue any more articles about finding the G-spot and it's the secret spot and so on and so forth because they wow. acknowledge that they were the ones who have also contributed yeah, to the problem. perpetuating the problem. I mean, this might have to do with the new editor as well, which I mean, great. Because I was going to ask how many of these articles in the past were actually written by women. It's a whole portal. So I don't know if it's just one editor. I think it's a blanket cosmopolitan yeah. statement. Well, thank you yeah. for the But apology. I think it takes time to not erase, but change the culture. For like sure. it, it's going to take another decade because they spent, or us, like a lot of people spend 20 years of saying the G's, blah, 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 blah. Yes. And then, you know, so yeah. it's going to take time. It will take time. Since we are talking about the G-spot anyway. We've got some time right now. Yeah, since we we are talking about it with the caveat and the context that it is not the be-all and end-all of pleasure and everything. But for the people who do want to explore this, because there are definitely people who do enjoy it, me included, where is the G area located and what is the easiest way of finding it? So most commonly per my instruction that I was mm-hmm. given, actually from Sarah way, way, way long back. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very likely on the upper wall, about two inches in from the opening of the vagina. Mm-hmm. And it's you can usually tell by, I would say, feeling around because the tissue has a texture or a firmness that's mm-hmm. a little bit different than the other interior walls of the vagina. And that's kind of the easiest quote unquote way of locating it. Uh, Again, I think the best way is you're going to have to kind of take your time. And again, as I mentioned maybe earlier, it also depends on how far in to being turned on you are because all your tissues get engorged differently at different moments of sexual peak and interest. How wet you are will also change the way that feels. So yeah, play around. 
Yeah. Bearing in mind, this was uh, <laughs> 10 years yes, ago, as well. Sarah. So, and going by my personal experience, right? So I'm going also just going to say that because mine does feel like a spot. So now having talked to so many more people and realizing that actually there are a lot of women who do enjoy the stimulation there, but they don't find that exact spot where it's protruding and where it's raised but they just enjoy the front wall of the vagina just being stimulated and just having that pressure on that wall. It really is based on what you like. So it might not actually be a spot. No. It's a, I like the, I, I love the image of kind of, if you can imagine your clitoris continuing on, like from the outside, almost like not quite like a tunnel, but almost, as you said, like kind of just continuing into and attaching itself to that frontal wall as an extension of the clitoral, I guess, cells or tissue. That's a really, really interesting way of imagining it or picturing it, which may help a little bit more with locating it or locating at least those, I guess, nerve endings. Yeah. Because I thought you, you told me in previous conversations we had that for yours, it's not really a fixed spot. No, it's not. That's yeah. So it so definitely where is it in you? Well, so if you asked me today, (laughs) based on yesterday, so based on today, I would say that the spot that I normally do find it, which is actually quite close to the opening, I would say it's a good like two knuckles in Mm. and again on the frontal wall. Normally that's the place that's the most, I guess, sensitive or receptive. Mm. But as of yesterday, it actually was very uncomfortable to touch Mm. that area, Mm. uh, mostly because I'm very, very close to my time of the month. And it didn't feel, it felt actually quite hard, which is why I probably wouldn't want to stimulate it closer to this time. But in the past, that's actually, that place, if I get really turned on, it actually almost, I don't want to say hurts, but it's almost like it's screaming to be touched. Mm. And that part gets really, really swollen. So I would say that area in general, you can kind of tell where it is because I know the moment I'm really, really turned on or at the peak of being turned on, it's very prominent sensation even without being touched. Mm, I see. Wow. I'm learning something new today. But where, where is it in you? Um, for me, it's usually located two to three knuckles in, I would say. The area that I can always find stimulating is actually, like for me, there's like a slight texture to it. And if I go on that spot, it's usually where the spot is. But I would say I take a long time to warm up for me to find that sensational. So I would need a lot of clitoral stimulation, external stimulation first. And then I even play with the vulva, the labia. And then finally, if I put my fingers or even the toy in, then I will find that pleasurable. But if you just hit it right in, then I was just like, what, what's going on? <laughs> Don't do that. Not first. Right? No, no, not for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. So interesting. But can you actually feel it even when you're not aroused? Like that rigid thing, that kind of texture thing, I do cannot, can. I can feel it. Can. Yeah. But okay. I would say if I am aroused, I find it more pleasurable. Yeah. Yes, of course. And this is the thing, right? Again, like with the just wide range of how people experience mm. um, G-spot stimulation is that, of course, some people love it. And some people, as we talked about, can ejaculate from it. That's one response. But some people just feel uncomfortable with it. You know, whether they're aroused or not aroused, I think they just find it uncomfortable. And some people just don't really have any sensation at all. What we're trying to do is just like normalize all of that. (laughs) Um, Yes. And saying that that's okay. But one of the challenges of finding 
the G-spot is what you said, Vera, which is that you're not really aroused when you, you're not aroused enough when you go hunting for it. Mm. That can really make a huge difference to your experience on A, whether you even find it or B, whether you even find it pleasurable. But Vera, you said that you took some time to actually practice. Practice. <laughs> like, what, what did that entail for so, you? So, at first, when I started exploring my G-spot, which was like 12 years ago, when I first started exploring my body, I was like, hmm. Like, everyone, no, no, I read the book telling you, you where. You read the book at 12? How 12 years ago. 12 years ago. 12 years ago. I was like, wow, it's just 12-year-old Vera reading how to find the G-spot. Oh, I wish. When I was 12, how amazing would that be? Okay, okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, so I read the book about female orgasm and how you find the G-spot and everything. So I, you know, I lay down the book, put music on, relax myself, and finally started exploring. And at first, I was like, this is, like, not for me at all because I don't find it stimulating. I'm the kind of person who are more adventurous. So my personality is more like, okay, this is not working this time, but it might work the next time. So the next week, the next Saturday, I, I put on the music and I did it again. And this time I used more time to give myself kind of like a foreplay, like stimulating the clay, take the time. And then at first, after I put my fingers in, find a spot, and I kind of feel like, okay, like I, I get, I get why people are having like a sensation from it. But that, that, like that second time, I didn't really have an orgasm. So I gradually, each week, <laughs> I took the time <laughs> to practice. And I also feel like the more you practice, the more your body is familiar with that kind of sensation or stimulation, and each time get easier, right? Because you also know better of your body so the next time the next time and I think five or six time in I finally experienced a g-sport orgasm I think it's that comfort level too right where you know kind of what to expect you're a little bit more comfortable with yourself also the first time I think the first time I decided to try it it wasn't displeasurable I just again I wasn't also going to come from it It seemed like it was going to take forever just Mm. from an internal Mm -hmm. stimulation I was actually with a partner, I think the first time I experienced a G-spot, G-area orgasm. And it was more because they were really encouraging Mm -hmm. and they made it more of this really hot, encouraging experience about like, oh, let me try this with you. There was a lot of just wait for it and like kind of encouragement, almost like a coaching. And they were using their hands. So it was very much like a play. Mm -hmm. We were playing along with it. And all of a sudden I realized, oh, this is actually becoming very, very, very pleasurable. Ah. But because there was someone else there, there was always something else as well that was turning me on. Mm. I think that exchange was turning me on, which made that more available. So the contact is really important as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was also that confidence that Mm. somebody else kind of was taking the reins from me and saying Mm. like, let me help you experience this. That I found very, very helpful in that kind Mm. of enjoyment. Wow. I wish I had a partner Yeah, that little bit of a band. You had a sex coach. You had a sex coach for a partner. I did. I had a sex coach for a partner for for, for like two hours. (laughs) Yeah. So my story actually is a client story. I could tell my own personal stories, but I think I've already told many personal stories <laughs> on the show for like many episodes already. So I'm going to tell this client story because it's quite funny as well. So they came to me and they wanted to explore G-spot, G-area orgasms. 
And so I give them like sort of the education around it and some of the techniques that you could use with fingers, with toys, you know, what positions would be good. They came for one session and then I didn't hear from them again for like a year. And a year later, so I just completely forgotten about them, actually. And then they suddenly popped up in my WhatsApp and they sent this picture. And it was this picture with these dark, wet spots on bed sheets. <laughs> on the bed sheets. On this, like, so, and these colored bed sheets. And they'd taken like so many photos of these spots <laughs> on their bed sheets and they said finally and I was like it worked and I oh, was that's so kind of lovely I know I'm so it's happy kind of lovely. <laughs> I was so happy for them and they were super proud of it and yeah I was very happy also probably the only time that's a welcoming unwanted <laughs> spotted bed sheet photo in your DMs <laughs> no but I think that, I, I mean it was just a bed sheet it was okay yeah. but it was, it was quite funny absolutely um, no I think that's Great. I'm happy for them not even yeah, knowing that. I mean, I don't know if anyone has actually ever sent me photos of bed sheets ever since then. Like that's the only <laughs> photos of bed sheets I've ever evidence A. Yeah, <laughs> I've ever had. That's my client's well, story. I'm glad that they got there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe they had got there before, but maybe they've been trying for over a year. So you right, know. but that was really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. It's that's nice totally that they nice. remembered. So what we can take away from this is that. The G-spot is just an area that maybe does respond with time and with practice. Like any area of the body, I think the brain needs time to kind of build that pathway for pleasure, right? It needs to understand that this is actually pleasurable and that you can even have an orgasm for it. I think when you first maybe start stimulating it, you know, you just may not understand it, which is why I think for you, Kat, just having somebody tell you, oh, they made it safe for you, essentially. Right. And they just encouraged you to say, yeah, you can find yeah. this sexy. You can well, yeah. do this. I think there's also, you know, with that myth, I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard this myth. It's that, you know, possibly when you're stimulating it, you can squirt or the taboo is that it's not squirt, it's pee. It's like kind of getting over that mm. nerve or getting over that, what is it, like self-conscious thought where you're that comfortable with mm. allowing something like that potentially to happen mm. with someone else who's more encouraging, like, oh, I don't care. Oh, I enjoy it. You know, it kind of gets you out of your own head mm -hmm. enough to actually mm. enjoy it or at least potentially enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that because, you know, why do some G-spot owners actually squirt or ejaculate when this area is stimulated? Oh, I actually had an argument with one of my teachers about this <laughs> when I was taking my um, certified, the sex education certification. One of the teachers was like, oh, it's pee, you know, it's just urine leakage and things like that. And then I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> I was arguing. Right, I was like right, doing right. all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I even went on and like looked for research that were done on uh, what kind of fluid that was and to, to, to argue with him, not to, to convince him <laughs> that it's not pee and things like that. There mm. might be some pee in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What but, I found in my research is yeah. there might be some pee in it, but there are also the urethra has gland around it. And when you stimulate that area, the fluid from the gland will also go inside the urethra and then initially come out of the body. 
but there are some, maybe some urine in it as well. So yeah, I did the research and I convinced him that it's not just all urine. Yeah. <laughs> right. So my question is that, but that liquid is coming out of the urethra though. Yes, yes, yes. It's produced by the skin's glands um, and it comes through the urethra to be expelled. And the fluid is meant to have like certain ingredients like uric acid, this prostatic antigen that pure urine doesn't actually consist of. Also, if personally speaking from the perspective of a squirter, if you've actually squirted and seen the liquid that comes out, frankly, okay, this is what a, a little scientist would do. I've actually squirted into glass. <laughs> I, I've been peed into glass. There are two glasses side by side and I've looked at it and... I've tasted it <laughs> as well. So I did, I did the like, same thing. You tasted okay, the squirt. I've also frozen it as well. I've done oh. lots of things in my own experimental. This is a true scientist um, from sitting next to. <laughs> my own personal experiments to see what it actually is. Mm. Visibly, there's already a difference. Yeah. But then just even how mm. it smells, how it tastes, everything. It just... How it dries. Yeah. It just looks different. Yeah. I think it's pertinent to make clear where it does come out of because especially in porn you can't really tell mm. where all of it's coming from it's just like ah everywhere it's just in your eye <laughs> <laughs> um so like knowing exactly because i think that feeling that it does feel like you're going pee mm -hmm. is also kind of confusing especially mm -hmm. if you're not really expecting it or you're not sure if that what that feeling is supposed to be like so that's i think that's really helpful information yeah i mean so if someone actually enjoyed having their G area being stimulated and they wanted to learn how to squirt, what would be some tips you would give them? Oh, practice? No. <laughs> I'm a I big would, believer on practice. I would also say that just try as much as you can to yeah. be relaxed and out of your head. I think the more you think about it, the harder it is to mm. get to and, that point. And what I find if you want to squirt, you kind of have to relax your body and also your mind, like you said. You know, when you're feeling like you want to go to the bathroom, that confusing feeling, that's when you really have to relax the muscle yeah. down there so that... Yeah. I think you're absolutely right with that because in my experience when I was, I think the only few times that I've squirted, which mm. is not a lot, they know the one where I can definitely remember and was super, super pleasurable. It's such a different feeling it's not a contraction first of all yeah, yeah 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 so i guess normally like my everyday orgasm is very much a contraction and it's like a strong full body contraction whereas my g or like a squirt orgasm is completely the opposite mm. it's like very much a let go it's a release yeah. where my whole body has to be relaxed and kind of give into it yes. so Definitely get out of your head. If you yeah. can do, if there's anything that can even distract you from doing that, <laughs> then yeah, I would. And I think the that. tighter you hold your body, the further away yeah. you are yeah, yeah, from yeah. that. You're going in the opposite direction yeah, of the highway. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. There are so many things that you can actually do to actually put yourself in the right mental space. For example, for me, these waterproof bed sheets from Ikea oh, yes. are like a game changer for me because like I put them on the bed sheet and I almost I'm, say they're a must over, over the bed and I'm like okay I can do whatever I can, I can do, do my worst over. exactly it's like a princess in the pea I can it's do like my worst um <laughs> I don't have to think about it you know I don't have to think about cleanup making a mess like I mean this is like just tiny little tips but having strong pelvic floor muscles also helps 
a strong pelvic floor enables you to not just bear down, but also to relax as well. So you're not just squeezing it out, as you say, like you're also relaxing. But I think being able to do both of those is quite important because what I've found is that sometimes when I have something inserted and I'm trying to squirt, all my body is doing is trying to push that thing out. So bearing that in mind, sometimes it's actually easier to squirt if whatever is inside, whether it's a toy, whether it's a penis, or whether it's a dodo, whatever it is, is exited from your body. And then I find that I can squirt. So that also has to do with the pelvic floor because I feel my pelvic floor going, get out of me, <laughs> let me squirt, let me release this. And then it's kind of, as you say, a relaxation where you just... Yeah, I think that's the difference. So it's the two words. It's really hard to understand the difference between push and release or like a press and release um, until you actually experience it. I know that's not helpful at all <laughs> being here on the podcast, but when you understand the difference between like a release and a push, like actually if you go pee and you push, you're like pushing your pee out versus just letting it come out. Like when you really have to go, that's probably the closest sensation to that. Oh, that's yeah, a good description. Yeah. Yes, yeah I yes, think that, yes. that was the most helpful in understanding, like, it's like, you know, when you really have to go and you just relax into it, and you're like, oh, 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 that's like, it, and let's face it, that's like the, one of the best feelings in the world is when you finally get to be. Um, but I guess that's, if you can go into orgasms thinking that same kind of, don't hold it in, don't hold it in, don't hold it in, just release, that might be a really good start to kind of the practice. Mm. If you are stimulating your G-spot, what is your preferred method what do you use? Volunteers. Are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that you call them volunteers. volunteers. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. That's good. I would imagine, like, yes. I'm, yeah, let I me know. Imagine you have a whole line of them. <laughs> oh, it's Christmas coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, normally it's a, actually, to be honest, it's normally it's, it's another, a, it's another it's human. A, yeah, it's usually another human. I think mm. probably just because of the need for me to be relaxed, mm -hmm. I can't be trying different yoga poses to get to the area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I've cramped my hands, like my fingers. My fingers, I have small hands anyway. So I think I only just reached the very tip of my G-spot if I personally use my fingers. And just the repetitive pressure that you really need to stimulate the G-spot. Yeah, that vigorous, that vigorous that, intention is really difficult to keep going repetitive, on repetitive, and it's like, I'm just, in terms of an angle, like it's all wrist. Yeah. Whereas when someone else does it, it's like shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little back into it. Yeah, it's like, it can be a little shimmy. back, exactly. They Shit put their back shoulders. into it, yes. <laughs> but you're doing it this way. There's not much muscle yeah. you can use, yeah. so. I want to see that it's a full body experience for the other person too. <laughs> I mean, just I, FYI. <laughs> I personally prefer to use a toy okay. to do okay. that. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. with a person, well, maybe when I first started exploring, I didn't want someone so that I need to perform for them, you know, yeah. so to yeah. say. Yeah. So for me to really get out of that performance state of mind, I prefer mm. explore on my own first. And if I'm comfortable and confident of what I know about my body, then I can do it with a partner. Yeah. So I, I used a toy. And yeah. Like you said, like with your hands and fingers, it's just not the right angle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a toy is really helps. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm too impatient. 
when I was using toys, they always had some kind of like vibration or a clitoral stimulation in addition to it. I like sleep <laughs> and I usually want to, I usually want to have an orgasm right before sleeping. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. So the toys had to be an overall experience for me to enjoy it. Um, and what well, you're saying yeah. that with a G-spot toy, you would just take too long? Or? Yeah, I think if it was just a single, like singularly a G-spot toy, if it's just an internal vibrator or an internal, like just a dildo, it took way too long. It took way too long first to be aroused enough for me to even feel that that was pleasurable, even with ah. lube. So mm. it just became like, I know the quick way to this ending of this story. <laughs> I, I know how to skip to the ending. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Okay. But let's talk about toys. If somebody was looking for a G-spot toy, what would you be looking for? Oh, definitely have a good curve when it comes to a G-spot toy. When you use your fingers to explore the G area, then you kind of need to do like a come here, like like a hook kind of finger looking thing, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to explore your G-spot and I would say definitely look for a ergonomically correct curved toy. Yeah. I would you, also say one that's, you have to test the handles, like how your hand and your oh, grip yes, are going to be holding yes. onto it. Because mm -hmm. um, in my experience, based on where the buttons are placed or based on how, you know, what texture the plastic is, it kind of changes how comfortable your hand is holding it and how thick it is, or if there's a curve on the end, or if there's a bulb on the end, all of these kind of play into it. So I found it really hard to buy one online. I highly suggest if you are interested in doing it, is to go to the shops and just pick up a toy yeah. because you're never going to really know what size is going to fit in your hand and your palm. Oh, I'm so glad to hear it because a lot of people nowadays are buying things online. I know, I'm, like, I'm I know. so worried my shop is going to be extinct. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But it's, it's, and it's one of those things you can't really return. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Once, yeah. You, once the seal is broken. The grip is very important. Well, one of my favorite toys is actually the metal wand. And it doesn't vibrate, actually, but it's curved with a bulb on the end. And of course, you have to manually really just like rocket yourself. So being able to have that comfortable angle and comfortable grip in order for you to just really rocket and manipulate it yourself is really important. Because that's, to me, the closest that I've found to fingers. Mm -hmm. Because I think ultimately fingers, there's a dexterity to fingers where you can tap, you can curve. You can, you can stop when you know <laughs> you, you can it. vibrate. You can there's just, There's so many things. You can find friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's so many things that fingers can do, yeah. right? And yeah. I, I would say my personal preference, obviously, is also another partner, a volunteer. Volunteers, yeah. A volunteer. Um, Subscribers, volunteers. <laughs> but I found if I'm manually doing it myself, then the grip is super important yeah. for yes. me. Yes. I especially notice that, especially because I definitely need lube when I'm playing with toys yes. just because yes. Yes. the wetter yes. the better is yes. one of my mottos. Yes. But some lubes also, depending on the kind of silicon or the plastic that you're using, it's like, it just slips and pops right out of oh, your yes. hand or your grip if they're like kind of pointed on the end or if there's no like finger yeah, grip, yeah, yeah. Um, if they're not ridged at a certain area of the toy, then you can probably, if you're, especially if you're enjoying it and squeeze this toy too hard, it can just slip right out of your hand. Mm, 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 and then you got to be like, oh, finding it and looking, yeah. looking around takes out the fun of it. Yeah. Are there any like sort of materials or anything else that you would need to consider? I definitely look for a toy that is curved and also hard because when you 
press it onto the G spot. You really need the firmness when it comes to the toy, so it doesn't mm. bend. If yeah. you have a flexible dildo-looking toy, mm, yeah. then it would just be like, <laughs> 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 yes. it cannot perform. You don't ever <laughs> want to hear that sound yeah. when you're playing. <laughs> but that <laughs> would be a good toy for penetration, but sure. not for stimulating the G spot because you need to apply pressure, right? Yeah, understood. Yeah. I mean, what do you guys think about the penis with stimulating the G spot? What are your experiences with that? I would honestly say it's very much dependent on the type mm. of penis yeah. that's mm. been invited in to yeah. try. It had a lot to do with, as you said, same as the toys, actually, the curvature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And based on what I've heard some of my girlfriends say as well, it had nothing to do with size. It's mm. really just how it's pointed mm. and whether or not it can direct itself to different areas where that is more pleasurable. Again, different positions will change depending on which penis is right. in there or how many are in there. The banana-shaped <laughs> penis. Yeah. Uh, the, elusive, the elusive. The elusive oh, banana yeah. penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Mr. Oh, banana. That's say. what we used to call them. When, did, did you, have you not, never called that? Like, no. Have you, oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Like, but, but I have to say, I'm very lucky. My yeah. Chester cat. The smiling <laughs> penis. No, my goodness. When I, that was like one guy. I remember. I, just I remember like, this story. I was like, oh, my goodness. He's shaped like a banana. This is so good for somebody with a G-spot orgasm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think my husband is going to hear this. <laughs> But I'm very lucky that his penis is, it can really hit my G-spot. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Like That's to great. my surprise as well. Like the first time <laughs> I tried it, I'm like, what? <laughs> this is really good match. Aww. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Like I've talked to a lot of people and a lot of girls are like, oh, like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not happening. <laughs> look, I think you can make any kind of partner situation work though yeah 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 um i mean we'll talk about that in a little bit but before we go on to that i wanted to tell you guys that i actually tried the womanizer og okay recently and this is the womanizer's latest toy it's for the g-spot and I actually thought it was quite unique. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about it with you guys so it's made of silicone it's got that curve and what's actually special about the Womanizer OG is that on one end, you've got like a little hole. <laughs> I always like refer to them little, as like the Dyson, the Dyson yeah. suction cup. It's got a little <laughs> hole where it has that same pleasure air technology, which provides that gentle suction feeling, but also that's a rhythmic pulsing feeling as well, which Womanizer is so famous for for their clit toys they've got really strong motors in terms of vibration down the shaft as well well i have the original womanizer um which i love by oh, the, the way the classic you mean the cl yeah, yes i guess so oh, yeah. it's the only one i have it's my call my 30 second miracle because <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. i just that whole i mean the what is it the technology of that sensation was so revolutionizing when yeah. i first got yes, it yes because um, yes. it really very much felt like a sucking sensation. It was like a mm. suck, blow, suck, blow, suck, blow. Mm. On the clitoris. On the clitoris, yeah. yeah. And it was so precise and direct that it was just, yeah, it's, I still have it. And oh, I'm a fan I cannot well. find a replacement for that at all. Yeah. yeah. So what did you think of the Womanizer OG? First off, <laughs> you're correct. That is a great shape. Yeah. This was actually really, really good length, first of all. I really enjoyed it's that. It's banana it was, shape. It's banana yes. shaped. It is properly yes. banana shaped. Mm -hmm. And it's actually because as you also have very small hands, I'm also not 
I don't have long gorilla hands either. So mm. my fingers are quite short. So I think actually because mine tends to move around a lot, this is actually really good for, at reaching it in its different mm. positions throughout my cycle. Yeah. And the vibration is good. I would say it's probably not as strong as my classic that I had imagined, but it definitely created that sensation or that pressure into the, my G area. And because I'm impatient, I did use it with my other vibrator and with my womanizer. I mean, it did feel really good. In that sensation, it did stimulate, but I don't think it was a G-spot orgasm for me. I find the ergonomic design of it. It makes the G-spot very accessible. I think you can find different spots with it because it's actually also quite long as well. So depending on where your G-spot is, or even there's several even spots, other spots, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there's a cluster of sensitive spots in on the front wall of the vagina. So I think even if it's like far deeper or, you know, closer to that two inch, three inch mark, it's easy to find mm. with the shape of the OG. I also love the vibrations. I mean, I felt that the right. vibrations were so powerful that I put them in and I could feel, you know, I put my hand on my clitoris and I could feel literally <laughs> like yeah. the vibrations come out. So I definitely felt like the internal part of my clitoris was being very well massaged. Let's <laughs> put it that way. I agree. I, when I used it, because I was considering it carrying in my store. Mm -hmm. So they sent me a sample and I, I was going to use it because now I have a baby. So what I love about the toy is it's very quiet. Compared yes. to yes. other suction Yes, it is. And yeah. compared to the other womanizers yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Guys, yeah. sorry, womanizer, but... That was I like, mean, wow, this is It's so... not discreet originally. Yeah. But I like that this one is like, you touch it yeah. and it's on. Yeah, you yeah, let yeah. go. Uh, the smart silence, they call it. So it, yeah. it's yeah. very quiet. Yeah. And I think it's, it's actually because it's more recessed. It's a touch the sensor, whole... right? So they've got that smart sensor to it. So yes. basically, yeah. as soon as you let go... It, it will not. It turns off. Yeah, it will not have any sound. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I can only use it because I sleep with my baby. So I can only use it when everyone is asleep, and I don't want to <laughs> wake them. So I yeah. really love how quiet it is compared to even other suction toys in the same brand. Once you put it inside your body, like Sarah said, like you can feel the rhythm vibration going through the internal part of your clitoris. And that is quite nice, yeah. I would say that that's also kind of the unique vibration aspect of it is that it is located. Mm. Um, and that was something that was very different than a lot of my other vibrating internal toys. Mm. So what was really cool was being able to feel sensations in different parts that I didn't normally yeah, yeah, yeah. think you were think sensitive. I was sensitive. Yeah, 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 I think I was sensitive too. Enjoy. So yeah. I think as an exploratory toy, it's actually quite good yeah. because you can take the opportunity on your own to reach spots that your hands wouldn't normally reach or that like a normal vibe wouldn't necessarily pinpoint solely yes. or specifically. Yeah. I would say I had a very similar experience to you. I didn't have typically G-spot orgasm from it, but the way I made it work for myself was I used it on the G area. It feels great. And so that was my way of working myself up and getting myself really, really turned on. And then after that, I just took it out and used the little pleasure air suction thing on my clitoris. And then it was very fast mm. as all of the womanizer toys <laughs> tend, to signature. Be, tend to be <laughs> on my clitoris. It was very, very quick. And so I maybe used it more like a warm up toy and then ended with the external clitoris stimulation. I did also try to rock it the way that I would use my wand, like my other metal wand. And that works too, actually. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. I think yeah. the rocking part works for me as well. Yeah. I guess I'll have to try that. 
And I have to say, this toy is a toy that has a learning curve. It's not a toy that you no know, pun intended. Yeah, because when people see the little hole, they were like, "Oh, I can suck on the cheese bob." But actually, you really have to explore how this can fit to your body. Like this kind of new sensation, how does it work for you? I think it takes time to learn. Like it might not be sixty second orgasm right away, but I think with exploration. Your body will take the time and learn about this as well. I'd say that's true about any part, really. Yeah, yeah. It took yeah. me a really long time yeah. initially to kind of figure out how to stimulate my clitoris, let alone anything yeah. else. Yes, without yes. feeling like mm. overstimulated or. And spots in our body, our sexuality changes with changes time,、absolutely. right?、Mm. So obviously, depending on time of the month, whether you're pregnant, not pregnant, all of these different things, even with age,、mm-hmm. you know, maybe how tired things, you are. That maybe had felt good before may not feel as good anymore. But things that maybe didn't work before may now work in a different body or like you maybe experience differently. So I think it's just something which is great for experimentation, great for exploration. I will say that our other very frequent guest on this podcast, <laughs> who is relationship coach. Valentina, she had a G spot orgasm oh, about、um, with this toy. Oh, so, for her! Yeah, I we talked to her actually. We did a coffee with her just a day ago, and she said, with consistent pressure, she had an orgasm, and that was the first time she actually ever had a、oh. G spot orgasm. It was something that she didn't think that she would experience before. Well, she also mentioned because of the length of it was really good. It was she、That's、was able、right. actually able to reach it. That's right.、Um, that's right. Which was kind of something she hadn't had the opportunity with other toys. So,、yeah. but, so I, that's why I said it's, it's a great way to explore,、yeah. get up in there. Yeah. <laughs> But patience,、yes. I think, because even she said, like, it's not a quick orgasm,、no. um, and it took a while to find the right、yeah. position. Yes, it did. So, what are the best sex positions to stimulate the G spot? Actually, wait before you guys answer that. Let's leave this one for Patreon because this would make actually a really great bonus. So, listeners, if you want to continue this conversation with us, check out my Patreon, Patreon.com/forward/slash/betterinbed to find out the best sex positions for stimulating the G spot, along with a bunch of other juicy content from previous podcast episodes. Okay, so we have one last quick section, our favorite section for a lot of people, which is our quickie buggy section that I would really love to play with you guys before we round out the episode. And this one is all about the G spot. You guys won't have received these questions beforehand. It's just something we do off the top of your head, and you just respond spontaneously to whatever question I give you. All right, so. If your G spot G area was a person, <laughs> what would their name be? Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> It's quite a long name, Carmen Sandiego, because you don't know where she is. <laughs> okay, Carmen. Okay,、um, she could be anywhere. She could be anywhere. Not you. Got to find her. You you know where she you is. Got to read the clues. Could be yeah, anywhere. She could be anywhere. Yeah. yeah.、Uh, I think I would name it SpongeBob. <laughs> 
All right, right. No, I get it. I actually, get it, totally get I it. totally get it. That's a great name, like sponge, <laughs> okay. spongy erectile tissue. Yeah, of and the then, internal you know, clitoris. How, how SpongeBob is always so hyper, and yes, so crazy. Yes, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, yes. out of the world, kind of. Best friend is the starfish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. those are all great names. Yeah, mine. What would be yours? <laughs> you didn't think. I know. I didn't think about it beforehand. I don't know if I have like a really good answer as well. I thought something, you know, like known a Gina so or, oh, or like a Jillian. <laughs> they all sound very conservative names. Okay, look, if your G area, if SpongeBob and Carmen and Gina were a person, you give me three words to describe them if you meet them for the first time. Three words. If you met them for the first yeah, time, yeah, just describe who they who they are. Like, uh, that's okay, a hard okay, question. Okay, okay, my uh, mine would be juicy. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and joyful, and. In fact, maybe not joyful. Exuberant, actually. I think she'd be just like super exuberant. excited, and she'd be quite chatty as well. <laughs> Mine's probably stubborn. Mm. That's not a good. It's not a good sign that I can't think about the two words. I know. I know. I'm not usually at a loss for word either. I know. You want to jump in here? Oh, yeah. no. She's not making me want to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> well, she very rarely shows up to the party. Right, right. You have to find her. Well, You've got. She needs a special invitation. That's basically what it is. She's yeah. picky. She's stubborn. Okay. And when she gets going, she's a wet mess. Oh, that's okay. good. Okay. That's good. Okay. I think SpongeBob is hyper, spontaneous, and fun. Yay. Yeah. So where would SpongeBob or Carmen or Gina be found on a night out? In the palm of your hand. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I imagine my G spot, like SpongeBob, would be like, <laughs> like in like a water world, you know? Like, oh, yes, yeah, yes, like, yes. Oh. Like going on all the rides yes, and like yes. screaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think Gina would be in, you know, Mongkok. Or <laughs> what, like shopping? Or? No, shopping <laughs> down like, on Temple Street. <laughs> yeah, no, I think. Or, or okay, or Wan Chai. I think just like looking for action. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. sniffing it out. Yeah, yeah, looking for action. She's just sort of like yeah. She likes. She's very sociable. Very sociable. Mm, she's thirsty. So if your G area had a naughty fantasy, what would it be? It would be more of a like. Now you have to do what you're told. Okay, so she'd be more dominated. Like, more dominated. Yeah, probably, yeah, she'd be like, yeah, come yeah. here. And she'd like, make me listen to you. Mm, Condense yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, give me instructions. I think SpongeBob will have like an alien fantasy, kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little, you know how like you get to the space and then you meet like an out of this world, not animals, but like creatures. And then there are so many like different things porn drama now. yes and there's some of them are very futuristic mm-hmm. yeah. and sci-fi yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I and colorful yeah, yeah and colorful yeah. and i think yeah like the g-spot spongebob will be like yeah. that like yeah. curious yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. i think gina would i mean she probably just want a gangbang fantasy <laughs> to be honest uh, the more the merrier yeah so rank in order of preference if you were a squirter what would be your favorite place to squirt in Okay, I'm going to give you some options for this one. A waterfall, a puddle, 
your bathtub or your house plant? <laughs> the waterfall. 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 Yeah. yeah. I would go with the bathtub. I would go with the house plant, which is why I don't have any plants <laughs> anymore. Anymore, yes. <laughs> Um, oh, we need to get you a cactus. <laughs> I know. We need to get a cactus. Well, thanks so much, Vera and Kat, for joining me today. Thanks this for having us. Super Thank fun. you. And I hope we gave listeners some good information about the G area. And now, listeners, I would love to hear from you. Does this episode actually interest you now in finding and exploring the G spot? Well, find me at Hello Sarah Sense on Instagram or drop me a line at sarahsense.com. I would love to hear from you. And if you want to support my work to build a more sex-positive world, I would appreciate it if you also hit the subscribe button, shared this podcast, or wrote me a review as those things really help me too. And I'm going to close this episode by saying whether or not you have a G-spot or found your G-spot, just stay curious and keep exploring what your body can do because that's a great way to get better in bed. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thank Sarah. you.